welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast. I'm your host tonight, Justin Sandoval, a.k.a. Sandy, and I am joined tonight by my very good friend, Anthony Amato, who we like to call Shimato. And that's right, you did not hear Tyler's name mentioned on this podcast. No T-roll. So, uh, yeah, he's... He's too cool for tonight, and yep. he could not make it. He'd... He's been excommunicated to yes. America's way. He's he's on his way to Florida right now because uh, he wants to go geek out about something called Royal Rumble, some sort of wrestling. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know about that, but T Roll, if you're listening to this, which you never do, yeah. <laughs> so uh, in, uh, have fun, buddy. Have fun. I hopefully you enjoy yes. every second because it sounds like it's gonna be fun. So. All of that said, uh, before we dive into tonight's topic, uh, let me go ahead and thank the listeners. I, we really appreciate you listening and tuning in. Please uh, like and subscribe wherever you are listening. And uh, please give us a five-star rating review. Yeah, that's right. Five stars. That really helps us. And it goes a really long way of just extending the reach of the kingdom that is yes. the Royal Geek Podcast. So, uh, thank you so much. So, with Hero gone, Shimato and I, you know, we're your favorite DC boys here. We thought it would be a great opportunity for us to get real intimate about some DCEU yes. villains. Considering that it may be the last time they are ever relevant. Yes, correct. And uh, the reason we're bringing this up is because DCEU is dead. Yes. De- deader than dead. And, uh-huh. and uh, we figured we would rank... Or grade, actually grade. Yes, grade. We're going to grade the villains from every DCE movie slash Elseworlds slash yes. alternate. Essentially every DC movie after after 2013. Yeah. yeah. Like Man of Steel on. Yeah. And uh, the only reason I'm considering it as an Elseworld is because uh, in James Gunn's new DCU, uh, it's he, all of the projects that are not considered... Uh, the, the same same timeline storyline yeah. they are going to be considered elseworld productions so yeah um all that being said uh we need to dive in because we got yeah. 17 movies <laughs> to break down the villains not going to lie i was a little surprised when we came to that number yeah I, I trust me i was too but then when you think about it uh the mcu like they're they're up there i mean they're like yeah. in the 20s they're yes. like 28 29 right now i believe at least yeah. yes um so they're pushing 30 um, so yeah, uh, DCEU, uh, I'm, I'm glad you're dead because you've, as I'm sure these grades will prove, uh, there, there's a lot, there's a lot to account for here. It's so. just, it, 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 to me, it was sort of like, uh, those moments when people think about people who like have been fighting a disease for a very long mm-hmm. time and when they die is not so much like. You know, you don't feel necessarily bad. You're just happy that they're at peace. Yes, oh, I think that's, that's so like how. Perfect. Oh my gosh! Like yeah. how I see. I, the I can't say better, better myself. Um, yeah. So in this installment of Grade the Villains for DCU, uh, hopefully you guys enjoy. Um, when T rolls back, uh, eventually we'll do a MCU villain grade, and uh, you know what? We'll compare the average grade between the DCEU and the MCU when we get there. So. We'll yeah. see because I think I don't know. I think the low of lows in the MCU might bring down some of those top tier and average it out with the DCU. So we'll see. Um, we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely see. All right, all right. 
All right, all of that said, Shimano, let's get in here. We got 17 movies to talk about, so let's go. Let's um, do it. It all kicked off in a in a uh, a dark stormy night. No, <laughs> in 2013. And yes. uh, uh Man of Steel was released and honestly, I I really liked Man of Steel overall. I enjoyed it quite a bit. And, and uh, actually, like a fun fact, this was the first midnight movie I had actually ever recently I've ever been to, and it was with you. That's uh, hey, there you go. This is the the dawn of many many nights yes. together when it comes to movie releases. Um, and you know what? It, this may or may not have been the inception of you being on this podcast. So Possibly. this is. This is big here. So yes. uh, let's take a minute here to talk about General Zod and yes. what he brought to the Man of Steel overall. So what, what are your initial thoughts on General Zod and just Michael Shannon and what he brought to this role? I thought Michael Shannon was super solid. I felt like he was, you know, I, I think he, for a relative term, he was a top tier villain for the DCEU. Um, he came to play. Yes. He, he came to play. I think he was really good. I think he he was menacing. I felt like he did a really good job of, um, you know, showing. Mm. And it, and to tell you the truth, they did a good job of, like, giving him some reasons. Like, he had actual, like, there was a plan. There was a reasoning why he was doing what he was doing. Right. From his perspective, it made sense what he was doing. And why they were supposed to be doing this, and it made sense why he was there, why he was going after um, Kalel from both, you know, a personal vendetta perspective, and from the literal perspective. Eventually, when he finds out about where the um, where the DNA is stored, um, so like all those things kind of match up. Like it actually has like a coherent storyline, and you know. In that sense, he has clear motives and he has clear reasoning. Yeah, and I think a real big thing that, that to General Zod character comes down to uh, the fact that Michael Shannon is able to match the charisma of Henry Cavill. Yes. This is Henry Cavill's debut as Superman, and he is a beloved uh, figure in, yes. nowadays, right? So we're we're now 11 years since then yes right and henry cavill established himself as this like iconic like this is really his coming out yes yes he was in earlier things like the count of monte cristo and yeah. uh, and and other things like that but this was him introduction to like to the world really yes. like here i am in your face and michael shannon went like beat for beat for yeah he, he matched his intensity yeah the, he had the intensity oh yeah yeah and uh i'm trying to think of the exact scene uh oh it, when it's right before superman's about to break his neck and he's like on his knees and he's like giving that like monologue on yeah. why he's doing that and like when he's he's giving his his monologue like the spit and the foam from his mouth that he's like yelling at him and yes. like telling him why he's doing this and what the purpose is for and all that kind of stuff and then kellel's like i just i can't afford to let you go and he like snaps his neck yes. like Which, that was a moment of uh, we've never seen before in any in any iteration of Superman, like it was, yeah, and crazy. then like the and the idea of like, lots of times they actually were willing to kill, yeah, a villain, which is sometimes a rarity in comic book movies. Well, not only kill a villain, but they literally it, destroyed the entire city. Yeah. Like, yes, they destroyed an entire city, and like it was a really cool way to like flip on its head the idea of Superman and what he had to do in that moment. Yeah, like you understood. I think Michael Shannon in that speech that you were talking about, you 
you felt his sincerity and the fact that he would not stop. He had pushed. Yeah. He had pushed Superman so far, and in that moment, you understood why that or why Superman did what he did. In that oh, moment, yeah. and you understood Zod's motives and his like complete intensity and his complete and utter like adherence to what he was going to do. Ruthlessness too. Yes, like, yeah, his ruthlessness. And you can even see on Henry Cavill's face as he's getting ready to do it, like the like his his anguish in his face and his, yes. like he, I mean he was almost in tears or he was in tears and because yes. uh, he didn't want to do what he had to do, but he knew yes. he had to do it. So. Yeah, he didn't want to he he didn't want to kill. He didn't want to have to kill. And I think it was partially he also didn't want to kill another Kryptonian. There's not a lot like, left. There's <laughs> not a lot left. It's like to his. Yeah, I mean, to him, yeah. there's only a few. Like and it yeah. was the, the Zod crew. Like everybody in the Zod Essentially, crew. Essentially, yeah. yeah. Gosh, dude. So. Okay, so with all that being said, like, how would you grade Zod? And on a grading scale, I mean, we didn't talk about the scaling before this podcast, yes. but we probably should have. Do you want to do this as like a like letter grade, A through F, or do you want to go like tier it and do S through F? Um, or I think with okay, so truthfully, without us doing any research, I think gr- grading it out like in a tier based would be kind of difficult yeah. without a visual. I'm thinking like, I'm thinking uh, like a letter grade. Okay, cool. Great. Um, I would say this. for the DCEU, I think he's like, um, probably like an A minus. Okay. All right. So we're throwing minuses and pluses in here. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. I think that gives you like the, the the ability to yeah scale things out. Okay. So I am gonna jump in here as well, and you know, I'm glad that you said for the DCEU because. Throwing that in there is a massive disclaimer. Yes. Because of the villains that are to come. Yes. So I'm going to go ahead and actually agree with you here. And I'm also going to say an A minus. Yes. Okay. Because I'm, I know I know it's about to come. And yes. The the performance that he gave as the villain and just his overall overall performance. Yeah. It is a, it is a rarity. Yes. This, I, this. I think you have to really think about this. Remember, guys, this is like. You go into that like microbiology class where you feel like you are the stupidest person alive. You get your test back, you see like a sixty-five, and your <laughs> teacher's like, "You got the highest grade in the class," and you're like, that, "That's how you should feel about these DCEU rankings. We've we've graded on a curve to relative to the other works inside the DCEU in a way. In yeah. my, that's how that's how I'm thinking about it." Um, I'm not, you know, grading against, I'm not saying, looking at, you know, comparing this person to, um, you know, Thanos. I'm not grading this person against, um, you know, Azula from The Last Airbender. I'm not grading this person against um, any of the um, great 007 villains. You know, um, this is kind of in a vacuum in a way. Yeah. Okay, so Zod lands at a A minus. Yes. All right, we're gonna move on to the next property for DC. All right, and this is this is three years later in 2016. Yes. And we are gonna be talking about Batman v Superman: yes. Dawn of Justice. So the hype around this movie was insane. Yes. Like the hype was, like it was crazy. It was beyond. It was beyond imagination. Yeah, because yeah. I think it was one of those things where it was like you saw. Mm-hmm. Oh, you had this very, you had a very solid start in Man of Steel. Yeah. And then you were like, okay, we're going to jump off and we're going to make this epic. Yes. And uh, they kind of like, 
they had a lot of catching up to do with yes. Marvel. With Marvel, that Which was I the biggest. Their, that was the biggest yeah, issue. I that think. was the biggest issue with this because they threw a whole lot in this movie. And yes. here's here's something. Grade the villain. That's what we're here for. Yes. Right? The main villain of this movie was Lex Luthor, played by Jesse Eisenberg. Yes. All right. So that's gonna be the, that's gonna be the main grade. We will get a give a subgrade for Doomsday. Okay. Yes. Because he played a massive factor into this movie yes. as well. So. Dual grades. Jesse Eisenberg. First thoughts on Jesse Eisenberg for Lex Luthor. Okay, so in my opinion, the way I thought about it, I actually had a slightly more positive opinion of him going into the movie. Not, I'm not saying after the movie. I'm saying going into the movie, I understood the direction, or I thought I understood the direction they were going in in the sense of like where they were going with Lex Luthor. Because I think what they were thinking about, like, okay, so... We're going to kind of turn the idea of Lex Luthor on its head a little bit. Um, he's going to be more of this. Uh, I think they're trying to get at the idea of like the tech billionaire, yes, like that type correct. that they were trying to go at. And I said Jesse Eisenberg had already played a tech billionaire in Social Network, and he had been pretty solid in that role. Oh, fantastic. You know? Absolutely. Um, yeah. So uh, I, I think th- that thought process, I felt was a decent thought process to go at, um, you know, in the sense of, so I understood like where he was going. I was like, okay, okay. I understand where you're going. I feel like a lot of people were really down on him right. as the Correct. potential of Lex Luthor. And it turned out to be quite accurate, but I going into it, I actually was relatively positive about the idea of it. Yeah. I'm a huge Jesse Eisenberg fan. I think yeah. that, he has a lot of underrated independent films yeah. and uh, his performances in those films. I feel like they need more recognition. Like, yeah. I mean, Adventureland alone is... Adventureland uh, super solid. Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude. So solid for Jesse Eisenberg. But obviously, Social Network, like he, he comes to play. Like He is the guy that yeah. uh, carries that movie. And uh, I mean, yeah. The, the Tech Billionaire was a different take on, yeah. on the Lex Luthor. And... You're right. I did come in as well with the like, oh, Jesse Eisenberg, like he's got the chops. He can do this. Right. But uh, I don't know. I think it took me a majority of the movie to buy into his quirky, yeah. like his tics, uh, like Lex Luthor. And I, I, by the end of the movie, I actually I'm a, I might be a little higher on Jesse Eisenberg yeah. as Lex Luthor than than you. But just by, by a smidge. But uh, I think he did a, a, a decent job with what he had to work with because with the introduction of Batman in this universe and I mean even towards the end of this like Wonder Woman right like there's a lot going on here in this movie on the superhero side where I think it kind of pulls away from the yeah the actual uh lens of Lex Luthor well when you have to like take a step aside to like introduce all these Correct. other characters yes. and storylines it's hard mm-hmm. like there's a reason why you can't just there's a reason why there was like a there's a lead up to the first Avengers movie. Yeah. You know? Right. You know, to use an MCU. Like they had multiple movies to set up to where you can focus in on what's actually happening in the storyline and not having to introduce six, seven different characters, you know? Oh, I know. And instead you're you're introducing like three yeah. <laughs> three of the seven of Justice League in yes. the, in this movie. In one movie, right? Yes. Like it's it's pretty intense. Um so I mean, it takes a little bit away from Jesse's uh, Lex Luthor. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I 
I, towards the end of the movie, I was starting to buy into uh, Lex Luthor and what he was bringing to the table. But the fact that it has to take towards the end of the movie to get there yeah. is where I'm going to knock it on it on its grade. So let's go ahead and give it a grade now. All right. So uh, Shimato, Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor, where would you grade that? Um, I'm gonna pro- I'm gonna go with a. D plus. Okay, D plus. Yeah, I, I mentioned that I'm a little higher uh, on him than you were. I'm actually going to go C plus. Okay. okay, so I'm going to go C plus there. Um, I like. I don't know. There's something. T- the ending of the movie is what kind of gives the believing in him gives me that little yeah. bump. But uh, now, when you say the ending of the movie, are you mean the end credit or you're, like the post credit? Uh, both, like the okay. post credit, and then like him leading up to Doomsday's creation. Gotcha. Um, I think that he comes with the intensity. Yeah. When it when he's getting ready to activate Doomsday, and I don't know, I I, I kind of I'm feeling him in that moment. I'm feeling him in that moment. Yeah. Which. He activates Doomsday, right? And so let's go ahead and talk about Doomsday for a second here, right? Honestly, he didn't get his due, to be honest yeah, with you. No. In the comic books, he has a, a massive, massive storyline yes. that they crammed into the back 10 minutes of the movie, right? Yes. And Doomsday is this iconic villain in the comic books yes. that destroys Superman, like completely obliterates him and. It sets up for a crazy run, and I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking here by just doing this little one-off. Yeah. And, oh, man, it was a mess. Yeah. A absolute mess. Yes. Um, And if I remember correctly, the CGI wasn't super... No, no, no. CGI was terrible. Yes, it was, was not right. CGI was terrible. He comes onto the scene. He he uh, immediately is destroying the city. Fights yeah. Superman for a little bit. Wonder Woman comes into the play, and it's fantastic seeing Wonder Woman in that opening scene. Great, yes. fantastic. He beats her around. Batman comes in. Batman holds his own against Doomsday. Why, how? Why? Yeah, no idea. Uh, and then he's Batman. Superman and Doomsday go back at it, back and forth, back and forth, yeah. back and forth. Superman looks like he's defeated. Beat. Um, I mean, is beat, dead, yeah, right, destroyed, and uh, Doomsday somehow is defeated by Superman's last efforts, right? Yes, like that's that's it, all within ten minutes. I promise yeah. you, ten minutes, which, maybe even eight minutes. Like I promise you, it's not a long time. <laughs> which, truthfully, in a way, because they shortchanged Doomsday's character, it also shortchanges the sacrifice that Superman makes. Correct. Because it's, yes. it's it's almost like this nameless, faceless villain, instead of like a, a, against a villain that you like really like you you dislike or you feel a certain type of way about or you're like this guy's op like any of that kind of things any of those things you don't get time for those things to settle in your mind enough for the sacrifice to mean as much as it's supposed to because I mean one of the big it's. The Death of Superman comic book is one of the greatest releases of any comic book ever. Oh, for sure. Like, 100%. It, like, in so, in a way, they undercut Superman in that way, in, in that sense, yeah. as well, because his, his, you're not allowed to savor, like, mm. the idea of Doomsday long enough for it to mean anything when he fights Doomsday. Correct. You know? Yes. And, uh, 
talking about the comic books here, I still have I have the uh, sealed ver like sealed yes. volume of the death of Superman. Like that is, is I mean that was truthfully that was a stroke of genius by the Superman or, or by DC in that moment because essentially they doubled their comic book sales for a lot of people. Because yeah. there was a, there was a bunch of people who wanted to ha- you wanted a sealed copy mm-hmm. and you wanted one to read. Correct. So you That's buy both. True. Yeah, you buy both. And uh, I did not buy both. I bought one. Yes. But then later on, when they released the Death of Superman as a whole compendium, yeah. that's when I that's when I purchased the entirety of it. But uh, I still have the like all, like sealed in plastic, all white, with the Superman logo in the middle, yeah. like Death of Superman. Like it is. Uh, yeah, yes, it's, it's one of my my treasured comics that I, yes. I I own, but uh, okay. So how you grading? How you grading Doomsday here? Truthfully, with a twist of a knife, I, I'm gonna give it a good old fashioned incomplete, Inco- <laughs> incomplete grade. Like le- yeah. like legitimately, well, I think is, that the, is the problem. The... the problem with incomplete grade is that it's an incomplete with the intentions of completing down the road. Like I feel like when you say incomplete, I feel like you're eventually gonna complete it. Like I don't know. See, that's the issue. Yeah. Like, that's the entire feel yeah. about the DC EU about this character and about a lot of things that they did. Yeah, was like there's so, all these things that are like out there and just hanging out there. I think an incomplete okay. is like you know you didn't finish and that's a final. Yeah, it's like yeah, you just kind of walked out. I'm I'm gonna I'll allow it. I'll allow the incomplete, but I'm gonna grade an F. I'm gonna say yep. it's, it was a a fail. It was a hundred percent fail on on. Every aspect of it. Yeah. Every aspect. So uh, that is going to close out uh, Batman v Superman. And and one last thing. I think part of like the ing- the negative nature of Doomsday negatively affects Lef- Lex Luthor's, you know. Yeah. You yeah, know. Good point. His, you know, legacy his in the DCU as well. and everything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the but, true villain yes. of the movie is Martha. That's the true villain of the movie. But Gosh. we won't get into that. We won't get into that. All right. Next movie. Next movie. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Suicide Squad. Yes. All right. So there was actually a lot of hype behind this movie as well. Yes. Um, coming off of Batman vs Superman, I I don't understand the hype, but it was in the same year, same release year. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you were getting the Joker, you were getting Harley Quinn, which was unheard of. Yeah. At this time, like yes. it was the fact that Harley Quinn was going to be in a movie was insane because, uh. Of her inception in Batman the Animated Series, yeah, and then her taking over comic books and everything like that. Like you never actually th- thought that we would live in a world where a live action Harley Quinn yeah. would be a thing, but it but it was coming, yeah. right? And it was it was Margot Robbie, and it yeah. was off of Wolf of Wall yeah, Street. Yeah, you got, got Margot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got Margot Robbie and Jared Leto, Will Smith, and Will. Yes, yeah. Will Smith. Like there's so many like big like big names in it, you know. A lot going on. Yes. Um, and then I, I think part of the reason why there was such hype is it was like we're gonna make uh, the the idea we're gonna make the villains the heroes. Correct. You know? Yes. That way, Which, in the kind books, I mean, Suicide Squad has a, a a great run. Yeah, it really does. Like it is, DC Comics is tenfold better than marvel like it, the storylines are so deep so they're so good so good um the this is not we're not talking about comics right now right we're talking about this movie and villain of the movie i mean enchantress yes right yeah. that's the villain we're gonna grade here yeah technically uh, all right 
the villain of the movie, technically uh, played by Kara. I don't even know how to say her freaking last name, dude. Devangelay? Yeah, sure. We're going to go with that. Uh, Devangeline. Yeah, we'll go with that. I think it's Devangeline, I think. I don't know. Anyway, I feel like this is like her first big acting role, like as a yeah, supermodel turned actor, right? Yeah, like she had been in Paper Towns um, before that. That was like deep indie, though, right? But yeah, like that, was, that yeah. was like an indie. And this was her first like mm-hmm. step into like the real like movie Mainstream world, world yes. yeah. And uh, I mean... Visually, like costume design, yeah, I thought the Enchantress lo- looked pretty cool, right? Yeah. And uh, her being a part of the t- quote unquote team initially, right? But then she's like unlocked, and yeah. then now she's like this overpowered, crazy, magical, like, yeah, uh, sorceress. And uh, I don't know, man, this was tough for me. This was a this was a, a rough ride for this movie because yeah. I mean. The hype going into this movie compared to the outcome of this movie are drastically on two ends of the spectrum. Like, it, yeah. is, it is bad. It is bad. Yeah, it is not good. Um, I think the, like, the, there's a line that Harley Quinn says that I kind of, like, I think epitomizes, like, the way that the Suicide Squad felt about itself. And when they're at the bar and she's like, Normal's just a setting on the washing machine. I feel like it's meant to be like this super deep like idea, but it is just like this superficial like statement and, you know, kind of like fart sniffy kind of idea. <laughs> like it is just like I feel like they were trying to do something that was more than it really should have been. You know, and it, I, I do think you I think you got to throw the Joker in as the villain in this as well. Like I mean I think because of the way that he's like kind of the opposite to Harley Quinn and everything like that. I think everyone else in the Suicide Squad you can consider to be the heroes. And then you have Enchantress and like the Jokers who you would say would be like the villains. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, will we grade Joker here? Is this where we go? Is this the movie we grade? Jo- yeah, it is. I mean, it? where would you? Yeah. You, you okay. Be nowhere else to okay. really grade him. All right. So Enchantress villain number one, right? And Joker side villain right like yeah that's how it works. okay all right yeah and then added the joker in the mix i'm glad you yeah. brought that up i'm glad you i'm glad you established the the foundation here of what, yeah. this, what we're grading in this movie because it it really is interesting it really is about what the heck was the purpose here right yeah. enchantress main villain big overarching like crazy destroying city town uh, Suicide Squad activated by Viola Davis's uh, Amanda Waller. Yeah, fantastic at her at that role. Yes, like absolutely fantastic. If you really want to talk about the villain, like maybe Amanda I Waller. Mean, is yeah, I mean, oh, but maybe, maybe not. I, but, I think yeah. that it's getting a little bit yeah. too much into. But but we're talking about Enchantress here. But then then Joker is off on the side here, like kind of doing his own thing, and tied to Harley Quinn, but like, but not really, but not really. Like, I think that one of the biggest issues they did with the Joker. There's is, a bigger story there. Yeah, there's um, a bigger story there. I think part of the issue is this idea that you you either had to have a lot more of the Joker and made him the villain, right? Or you needed a lot less of the Joker and made him like just pop in like like very small snippets. I think they gave him too much. And didn't, but didn't not execute. enough. Yeah, correct. You know, like they fell in this like uncanny valley situation where, like, you know, he's 
they turn they turn him into like a B villain when he's he's the villain correct of yes, the correct. DC universe you know and you you're like oh we're gonna have him sit on the sidelines you know right it's just it's, it was just a ridiculous waste of you know one of their greatest properties correct and yeah Joker. His his big league. He's big league, and he did not even get yeah. remotely enough of his due. So, um, Enchantress. What kind of grade would you give Enchantress? Uh, let's see. Uh, maybe like a mm, C minus. Okay, C minus. Interesting grade there. I am gonna go um, a little lower. Okay. And I'm going to go with a D minus. All right. Um, I don't know. I just think it was too, too much. She yeah. was a little too extra, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I had to go lower. All right. Uh, all right, Joker. All right. So he had he had some interesting interesting moments in this movie. Yeah, it was an inter- interesting idea. Right. Um. Yeah, I, but once again, like, you either got to tease him or you have to, like, let him be the villain, you know? Correct, yes. So, I feel like with the ex- just the execution alone, I got to give it, like, an F. <laughs> Honestly, I am also going to give it an F with you because that was very, very bad. Like... Uh, dude, it was, I don't know what, I don't know what they were attempting there, but it was, it was nothing like the Joker we have, yeah, like come to know and love, know and love and appreciate. And the fact that you're doing this in, uh, 2016, yeah, uh, you were removed from the Heath Ledger Joker. Essentially, yeah, you're, yeah, you're talking about like potentially, like, like, either the greatest or top two greatest performances of the Joker ever. Right. Yes. You know? Correct. And essentially when you think about it, there's been so many hits on the Joker, like in the sense of like how many of them have great performances. Correct. Like yes. Great. Like you like even the, like going back to, I mean, every live action one has hit except for, um, except for this one, you know, so, yes, like, you know, yes. you, you know, Joaquin Phoenix has been, was, you know, great as him. Um, um, Heath Ledger was transcendent as, oh, sure. as the Joker, Jack Nichol. I think uh, one of the craziest things is how great those two were burying Jack Nicholson's performance in a way from the 1989 version, you know, with, because, yeah. with how good he was for sure. And then you have, you know, one of the greatest voice acting performances ever in Mark Hamill as the Joker, you know, and then you have this literal turd, you know, in the, <laughs> the where you're just, it's it, everything about it was just wrong. Yeah. And so F right. We're, yes. we're going to stick with F here. Yes. Yeah. I agree. I agree. When you have the legacy of Nicholson, you have Ledger and Hamill. Like yes. you have these iconic, iconic names. Yes. Um, that, each bring their own flair to yes. the Joker. It's just 
what were you doing? What were you thinking? That yeah. kind of thing. And the fact that you went to print and were like, yeah, that's a good idea. That's good. It looks good. Let's, yeah. let's publish. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. Nah. Nah. No. Back up. All right. Next movie. We need to just kind of speed this up because we are. Yeah, we've we been. Are, I was right. just thinking which, the same which, thing. Get ready. Get ready because I think we can fly through these next ones. Uh, Wonder Woman. All right. All right. So, villain. Ares. Ares is the main villain. Sir Patrick, I guess, is what he's known as. Yeah. The majority of the movie until the very end. Very forgettable, honestly. Like, I'm right now recalling him. If you actually go back and watch Wonder Woman, like, a second, a third time, it's not as good. It does not hold up. I think think kind of what happened. First watch, stunning. Absolutely fantastic. You're 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 gripped and you're yeah. in the you're in the moment and you're absolutely like ready, right? You watch it a second, third time, and it is like there's a lot of pandering going on in that movie, man, and it is uh it is kind of atrocious to watch. Yes. Uh, I think one another one of the issues is it was coming off to would you just been talked about mm-hmm. two very bad movies. Yes, correct. Um correct. so I think it was just like getting in, moving in the positive direction yeah. was part of what was so great about it. And and I think I don't know how we almost kind of forgot about how bad the airy CGI was that first time. Yeah, yeah. It was not good. It it is not good at all. And it shows in the last, like, battle scene, like, a big time. They had to make the environment nighttime because they were trying to hide a majority of the CGI, which... yes. When you have questionable CGI, you can almost guarantee it's going to be nighttime because yeah. that's that's the biggest attempt to yeah. cover it up. Yeah. But uh, yeah, terrible, terrible, terrible. And uh, I mean, Ares as 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 a human that's portrayed in the movie, like, yeah, okay, cool. Um, I mean, it was a relatively it was a, it was okay. a decent like it was a nice was little decent. twist back they had right back and forth right. And so, like, I, I would give, like, the human performance of Ares a C, a solid C. Yeah. But Ares overall, I'm going to go ahead and give it an F because it was just forgettable. Very forgettable. Yeah. I would I would say F as well. Okay. Great. We're going to move on there because this is – it's not worth it. All right. No. Later on in that year, 2017, it's Justice League. <laughs> yes. And uh, Steppenwolf would be – Villain A, and I don't even know if I would consider Darkseid in this movie at all because he's literally like no. a frame. He's a frame. Yeah, no, he is. Yeah, uh, he he's the same way mm-hmm. you think of when Thanos was at the end of like a random like Correct. credit. Yes, you know. But and, we'll get back to Darkseid because he comes back. Yeah, we 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 get we get more of him. Yes. Right. So Steppenwolf CGI. Absolutely terrible. Actually, very similar to like the Ares situation. Almost looks just like identical to, yeah. to Ares as far as the 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 feel and vibe of yes. of him, like kind of like a Greek god looking type of thing, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was not good. There's a lot the same problem as Batman versus Superman, right? Like same problem with the attention mainly on the heroes, and yeah. then the villain doesn't really get his due, right? And I mean, Steppenwolf was very forgettable too, right? Like he had this, this gargly, raspy voice. Yeah. And looking at him, you, the you CGI, never really had any feel for him. Yeah, like the CGI was, looked very cartoonish. Like yes, it, it was very cartoonish. Everything was about it was in the. It was very cartoonish. You didn't feel like there was really any stakes with what was happening. Correct. Um, correct. because of that, I think that was partially because of the CGI, partially because of the acting. There just wasn't any like you weren't. You didn't feel invested in any of the characters. 
Yeah. And in, in that sense, um, and I think with, and Stephen Wolf didn't have any like, his drive wasn't there. His reasoning, like the same things that I said positively about, um, about Zod from Man of Steel would be the opposite of in Stephen Wolf. Like he had no cl- his his motives weren't really that clear. Like it was, you know, you didn't really feel anything. You it was no like. It, with a villain, like, the ultimate villain moment is that moment where you catch yourself and you're like, oh, I understand what you're doing there. Like, that's how, that, that's where you know where you have a solid basis for a villain. It's when, in your own mind, when you're watching a movie for a second, you're like, oh, you're, 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 you understand what they're doing. Because that's where that, that's when you're creating that moment in, like, your own mind and own humanity where it's like, oh, you know. You know, villain hero. Uh, is it just you know this? You know, a different side of a different coin. Is it the idea from the, the great idea from like the Joker, where it's like every you know all it takes is one bad day, right? You know yeah. that type of idea. Like um, that. That's just kind of what you're wanting to draw out of your audience is those moments where you're like, I can see where that person's coming from, and then you start to doubt your own motives and the the, the motives of the heroes. You know. Oh, yeah, you know, so so that's what you're trying to try to do there. And Steppenwolf had none of that. Yeah. um, Gosh, dude, I'm I'm going to have to grade that also an F like that is it was bad. Yeah, it was bad all all around, all around bad. Um, Gosh, dude, like (laughs) very forgettable for for Steppenwolf as well. All right. Let's see here. Do we want to drop the Snyder Cut right here, or do we want to wait for... No, we'll wait. We'll okay. wait. We'll let it build. We'll let it build, because right. it was released so so much later. Gotcha. Um, all right, so we are in agreement uh, there as well. Um, all right, so moving on to the next movie. Um, we have Aquaman. Aquaman. Um, I feel like Aquaman... I mean, coming off of the run that DCU, yeah. this DCU was on... Was kind of a little bit of a breath breath of fresh air. Yeah, like it was. Uh, I mean, it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. It was yeah. like right even keel, right? Yeah, and, I, I uh, think it was a sim- as similar in Wonder Woman in the fact that it was. It it seemed like it was a pointing in the right direction. Yes, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. It Orm is is the main villain, Patrick yep. Wilson. Yes, and. Uh, him and Aquaman's uh, dynamic were completely opposite yes. in this movie. Um, I do think they played off each other very well. Um, yeah. And you kind of can see Orm's um, point of view and yeah. his perspective in this movie. Like, you can kind of get it, right? Like, he's... Well, yeah. Uh, he is the he is the son, right? The king, but he's not the like the wanted yes. son. Like you can you can feel with that, right? and and you can you can get you can get with yeah. that. I, I kind of see it as like, for for some reason, I kind of see it as a way of like, it's like a reverse Black Panther, like in the sense that it's instead of the um the cho like the chosen son, it's the it's the outsider son that's actually wanted. You know, you know, in that sense where it was like, well, Killmonger, he would just. All he wanted to do was be a part of that family and like come in, whereas like Aquaman comes in and he's the he's the chosen one. He's the you know Orm just wants to wants to rule like he right. wants yeah. to be his birthright. Why 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 wouldn't for, he be for his so many years? He was under the impression that he was the heir to the throne. Like yes. he, why would he not? 
expect to be the heir to the yeah. throne, right? And then all of a sudden, uh, in his late thirties, right? Yeah, he's all of a sudden not the rightful heir to the throne, and now everything that he's been doing and accomplishing is no longer. And not only right. that, it's someone like, who isn't even from. Like he's from the Atlantis. surface world. Like, yeah, it's 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 a world that, and it's only because he doesn't know he was the firstborn from yes. one half of the marriage. Like, which also like, <laughs> truthfully, is in, in from a royal bloodline perspective is actually like completely yeah insane. Yes, like I he's agree. not he would not be considered the firstborn. Aquaman in a normal <laughs> uh, royal yeah. bloodline would not be considered right. the true firstborn yeah correct you know? correct so i i feel like patrick wilson did a great job of his portrayal of yes. Orm. um what would you grade him here um uh i'm gonna give him i'm gonna give him a c okay all right a solid c i'm actually gonna go b minus i'm gonna yep. go b minus here um uh, we're talking about dceu only yes. right so yeah, I think I would give, give him a B minus. Um, we will circle back around because yeah. there's there's kind of more to talk about there with the, the, the sequel release uh, of in 2023. So um, the next property that we're talking about is Shazam. All right. Um, very interesting that this got a film in the first place, right? Because yes. I never would have ever imagined that uh, Shazam was going to get a, a full feature length film. Yes. And the way they did it, it was kind of um, refreshing as well because yes. Zachary Levi came on strong during uh -huh. Shazam, and uh, you kind of needed a, a villain to to match that. And oh, let's go ahead and cast Mark Strong, only yes. one of the most at that time powerful actors at that time, where he was he was almost in everything, right? And he was. I mean, he still does have a gripping performance in whatever he touches. Like, he is scene-stealing. He is intense. He yeah. is, like, as an actor, this guy can do no wrong, right? But his um, his character in this, I don't know, it, it, kind of, it kind of felt like it was in a completely different movie. Like, yeah. it, it, was, it was a little, little off-putting, but... There were still some redeeming qualities to it. It was yeah. it was kind of weird. It yeah, was, it was it, a weird performance. I understand what you're saying there. It was almost like they told Zachary Levi and the rest of the actors, "Hey, you're in an action comedy," <laughs> uh, and they told Mark Strong, "You're in a drama." Yeah, like oh, for so sure. it was like for sure. So it was it, it, there is like a difference, and I think it, and it's hard because there's a little line there that's kind of difficult to run with when you're saying, you, "Okay, so this is like a." He was like maybe twelve. Was he? Uh, would you say it's just, like thirteen? I think. Okay, like twelve yeah. or thirteen. You're like, okay, we're gonna put a twelve or thirteen year year old in a adult body, and not only do you have to make this like twelve or thirteen year old act like a twelve or thirteen year old, you have to say to this adult actor who's playing this, who's you know playing a thirteen, trying to pretend that he's a thirteen year old in his own body, um, you know, you, so like he has to play over the top this like you know, kind of geeky, um, you know, childish nature. Immature, yeah. Immature nature. And then you're throwing up somebody who is supposed to be like a CEO of a company who is supposed to be a villain yeah. of some type. It, it, it's hard. It's a hard line to, like, mm -hmm. match those two up, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but I think he does have some redeeming qualities yeah. in there. Like, there's there's some performances that uh, Mark Strong gives as uh, Dr. Thaddeus Savannah. Yeah. Um, what a forgettable name, right? 
Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. What would you grade this? What would you grade this? Uh, let's see. I'm trying to figure out where in the C's I want to put him. <laughs> um, I think I'll go with a C minus. That's exactly where I have him for mine. C minus. Yep. Um, it's just hard to give Mark Strong a failing grade. Um, yeah. Below below seventy, right? His, um, his portrayal of Merlin in the Kingsman. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Ooh. So good, dude. So good. Um, but yeah, so we'll see minus there. Yeah. Uh, Shazam, one of the better DCU yes. properties. So, all right, moving on. Um, that same year, there is a alternative universe, aka Elseworld, release of the Joker. Yes. All right. And the Joker villain, tough to say, right? Like it's a, yeah. it's an interesting. It's like it's a situational villain, right? Like it's like you're a, a villain of your own mind, kind of thing, right? Yeah. Um. So, what would you classify as the villain here? Would you say it is the villain is Jaquin Phoenix, or would you say the villain is um is it Thomas Wayne? The, is, is it, it yeah? But say, is it Thomas Wayne, or is it like the newscaster? Right? Like, I mean, what 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 would you say, Robert De Niro? Like, is it Robert De Niro? Truthfully, I would say that. Um. Or is it society? Like, it's like, it's yeah, like yeah. if you really want to get down to it, like the most, like the one where I'd fall mo- the most would actually be society in this in this moment. The defense that I'd be all right with just saying like this environment as a whole. Yes, the environment as a whole, and you know, kind of. You I'm going to go ahead and say this. Okay, here, let's give it some direction. All right, all right. the environment as a whole, yes, sucks and everything, right? But. The Joker and his character in this movie makes his decisions based off of society, but in in the end of the day, he's a full component of what he chooses. Yes. So let's go ahead and grade the Joker as a whole, him yes. as a villain, as Joaquin Phoenix and everything that he does. All right. So in the world of the DCEU, yes, I think you got to give him an A plus. Yeah. <laughs> like. Like in the sense that it, you just just you're just looking at it like he has to be in that like tier in my mind. Uh, he's he's in the A's. I gave him an A minus. You give him right. an A plus. I gave him an A minus. Um, it is it is is a fun portrayal of yes. of the Joker. Um, I mean that's the the step scene alone is yeah. is so good. It is so so much fun. Wondering is it in his head? Is it real life? Like yeah. the whole reveal, like where Zazie beats his character, and it's all in his head with him. Yeah. They have a relationship, and he's she's yeah. like, "What are you doing? Get out of my apartment!" Like that kind of yeah. like that was that was wild. I I, yeah. I enjoyed that twist to it, and uh, the the is he is he not crazy? That kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I'm going A minus. It's in the A's. Right. Um. For sure. All right. Um, chugging along here. We still have uh, a few more years to get through. Um, we are now in 2020. So, all right. Uh, Birds of Prey. All right. Uh, Harley Quinn gets her uh, second. Uh, feature film here. Yep, and she brings a lot of other actors uh, and characters with her, female-led. Obviously, yes. uh, we get uh, the Huntress, Black Canary. Um, we get Renee Montoya, Victor Zaz. I guess would be considered one of the villains here, but yep. uh, the main one would be Black Mask, yes. right? Uh, I say we just grade uh, Ian McGregor's Black yes. Mask. Yes, yes, yeah. I think that will be the choice to yeah. make here. Um, kind of forgettable. 
Yes. Um, he has a lot of star power with his name, but yes. I feel like he only had like two scenes in this movie where I actually remember him actually being a character. Yeah. And it's the the one where he's torturing the people hanging in the yes. uh, I guess the, meat, yeah. meat locker, I mm-hmm. guess. I don't know. Yeah. And then the end. Um yes. <sighs> dude man. This is this is a dumpster fire of a movie for sure. Uh Harley Quinn was the greatest thing about this movie. Yeah, she was uh, really good at it. Margot Robbie is a once in a generational uh actress. Like she's really, really good. Yeah. She's good in all yeah. aspects, all aspects of what you consider good. Yeah. She is, she is it. Um, so that playing off of a terrible script and a forgettable villain, how would you grade Black Mask? Um, I might be given like Ewan McGregor a little bit more credit just because it's Ewan McGregor. Okay. And like, I just, you know, I'll give him a. Let's go with a C minus. Okay, very very generous there with that C minus. I'm actually going to give him a D because of how little I feel like he actually contributed to that movie. Yeah, because it really is if you think about it. Like you're it was, right, he doesn't the main do focus a lot. is on Harley Quinn. Yes, and he just happens to be there. Yeah. Like that's that's the whole thing. He's lucky I didn't give him an F, but because he's Ian McGregor, I give him yeah. a D. So, um, all right. Moving on to a movie that I would I hate the grade I'm about to give this villain, but yeah. um, only because of who the actor is. But Pedro Pascal coming in as oh. uh, Maxwell Lord here. Yes. Uh, very, very. Uh, we got a great cheetah too. I mean, I feel like we got a great both of these. Yeah. Um, I don't want to do guess, that. Yeah. Um, Pedro Pascal, quite the personality, right? Yes. He is at this time like he is like living life right now like yeah. he is mandalorian high he is the sought after and he is he is he is the hollywood man right now in this this the, in this yeah. year right it's crazy like this may be legitimately his only miss i agree a thousand percent man because he has been in some bangers like absolutely I mean, some bangers I, I like mandalorian game of thrones like yeah. he's his run as the Red Viper, like was yeah. oh, was was elite. Nicholas Cage, yes. Oh my god, I was gonna bring that. That movie is way better than it than it deserved oh to my be. Gosh, like, that movie dude. was so that, good. Actually, that movie deserves a whole review on its own, yes. man, because there was so much to that movie, so so, good. so many layers, yep. and Pedro Pascal only added to that. Yes, Last of Us. Like, I mean, he, like, yeah. you know, he's just. Yeah, like, he, he's he's it, man. He, yeah, uh, Reed Richards, Mister Fantastic, like yeah. incoming. Get ready, right? Um, so yeah. So how would you grade his? All that being said, how would you grade his Maxwell Lord? D minus. D minus. Okay. All right. Um, man, Pedro gets the bump for me, and I'm gonna go D plus. All yeah. right. So, gosh, dude. Yeah, D plus. And now, on the flip side of that, you have uh, Cheetah, Kristen yes. Wiig. Now, Kristen Wiig, I think, is a phenomenal actress. I think she does. Yeah. A, I think she does. I think she does great with comedy. Like, yeah, she, she does, does great, great with comedy. Like, this, this role was interesting for her because she kind of brought like a comedic element, element to, the, to the role. Yes. But then when they, the direction needed to go serious and needed to go more focused. Yeah. We kind of lost her a little bit. Yep. We kind of lost the, I don't know, the magic that she has and the yep. charisma that she has. Um, so like, I don't know, man, I think I would give her an F. I honestly think I would give her a wholehearted F in this movie. 
I'll agree with you on that one. Hey. I'll, I'll put it down there in an F. Uh, I just feel like, I don't know, like, I feel like there just wasn't, like, she could not get on the level that needed to be done to Correct. have, like, the intensity. Correct. I agree. I agree a thousand percent. And uh, I don't want to spend any more time talking about her. So, yep. uh, now enter DCEU's Lord and Savior, James Gunn. Uh, uh, he comes on the scene here with the Suicide Squad. Yes. I feel like just him choosing the title of the movie, of adding the the in there, yeah. it's just that extra little poke and little jab. I'm yeah. like, this is how you do a movie, right? And uh, he comes in, and uh, believe it or not, the villain of this movie is Starro. Like, that's the villain of the movie, right? Yeah. Like, um, it's the the threat of, Thar- of Starro. And, yeah. Um, I mean, the only only argument I would say would be, but once again, Vanessa Waller. Like, is she Amanda Waller? Yes. Or, I'm sorry, I don't know why yes, I said yes, yes. Yes, uh, Amanda Waller. Yes, and uh, yeah, but I wouldn't even consider. I mean, she's working for the government. Like, government people are supposed to be swarmy. Yeah. Did I say it right? No, I didn't say it right. I don't know. Slimy. They're slimy. slimy. Yeah. I think everything is smarmy. Smarmy, but, like, but not really. Not, that doesn't really yeah. work in that. M- Let's go slimy. Yes. I like yes, slimy. slimy. Yeah, I don't know what I'm thinking of. Underhanded. One too many drinks in. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. She kind of played that role all right. Um, I, like, as a government role. Like, she's, it's slimy, right? Yeah. She's not truly a villain, but she's not truly a good guy, too, because yeah. you can't never trust government, right? Yeah. So, I mean, like, Starro is the villain, but Starro brought them all together, that kind of yes. thing, right? So it's like the villain of choice or villain of yeah. chance. Like, It almost felt like a... It served its purpose, though, yeah. right? Yeah, it, it served its purpose. It almost felt like a... Um, it, it almost felt like in a, a TV series when there's like a monster of the week. Yeah. Like that kind correct. of idea where correct. it was like, you don't really... There's nothing about this specific... You know, this villain is really just a narrative to move the the hero's journey forward. Like, there's nothing really on the other side. They don't really detract from from it, but they're not really adding anything extra. But I I think Starro served its purpose, though, as a villain. So, like, honestly, I'm going to rate this a B plus because I feel like... um, Maybe if Starro actually had, like, a talking part, (laughs) I would rate it higher, but... Starro served a purpose. Starro brought together the team, and yes. Starro executed the. Uh, and, and truthfully, like there is something to be said about the fact that it didn't take away correct, anything from correct, it. which a lot of these villains yes. they, like put a actively halt to the movie took away from it. Yeah. Um, I think I'll go with a B just because. Okay. Although, um, you know, there was it, it served its purpose. I do think once again it didn't necessarily like push anything forward. Um, necessarily, but it didn't take anything, anything, anything either. Correct. You know? Correct. You know, so it wasn't like, there wasn't anything like fantastic about it, but it wasn't going to go like, I, you know, I, destroy the film. I agree. I agree. All right. Moving on to, um, the next movie, which is another Elseworld movie I would consider right. is the Batman and, uh, several villains here. Yes. They, they take the whole, Screwing up in the uh, um, the beginning years of DCEU with throwing a bunch of villains in and or sorry throwing a bunch of heroes in and yeah. and failing to build up the villains, uh, they do the flip side of that where they throw a bunch of villains in yeah and the hero doesn't really need to be built up because he's been built up quote unquote in other movies yes. that 
it was not the same character, but it is the same character. That yes. kind of thing, right? So smart, absolutely smart. And I'm uh, Matt Reeves did a fantastic job in this movie. Um, we have the main villain, which I think would be I would say the Riddler. The Riddler is the main villain. Yes, followed by. Um, would you say that Penguin's the second villain, or would you say that um, uh, what's his name? Car- Falcone. Falcone. Car- uh, yeah, Carmoni, right? Like yeah, Carmine Falcone. Yes. There you go. I, f- I mean, I would put Falcone is number two. Yeah. Okay. And Penguin is three. Okay. That that's 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 very accurate there. Um, Riddler was fantastic. I love yes. the Riddler. I'm I'm giving the Riddler right off the jump like an A plus because I think he did a fantastic job. Yeah. You, what do you? What's your grade? I'll agree. I'll, I'll agree with you on that. I feel okay. like it was an A plus. I feel like it was. He played that creepy, like yeah, serial it, killer vibe. Yes, Very like he had that down so well. Like he was, he had your skin crawling as you were watching Paul Dano. Yeah, you know? oh for sure, for sure. And Paul Dano was such a such a clutch actor yeah. as well. Um, Carmine Falcone. I'm actually also going to give an A because yeah. I think. John Turturro did a fantastic job with him and his mobster mentality, yes. right? I'm going to give him an A minus. A minus. Yep. Um where are you at there? Um I'll say like a I'll go with a B plus. Um okay. All right. Fun fact, my wife thinks that he looks like my dad. <laughs> Especially in this role. Oh my goodness. She, she thinks he looks like my dad. Okay, all right. Yeah. Um I need to meet your dad still. Yeah. So I'll 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 be the judge next yes. time. Um and then Penguin. Yes. Um I thought he brought a lot to the role. It was a different interpretation of the penguin. Yes. Uh more of that mobster mentality as well. Um but I'm actually gonna go ahead and give him a B plus in yes. as as the penguin. So what what are you thinking here? Um yeah, I'll agree with you. I'll give him a B plus. Hey, as well. Like I feel like they were us. they were three solid enough villains. Um, they gave him enough time to create like a decent you know storyline going along. I think this is a little bit more like, although I think on screen, Penguin has been more towards like some other like idea of him. Correct. Yeah. But I think this actually goes more towards his more origin. You know, of a, I think he falls closer into like a mobster mentality in you know most traditional like DC storylines. Correct. Yeah, it is uh, definitely a uh, against the grain kind of yeah. performance here. Um, all right, uh, moving on to the next movie, which is Black Adam. Yes, and this is one of those ones where it's like identify the villain. Like it's technically like the government, right? Like, isn't it like it's. I mean, I mean, I don't even know. Like, what's the, who's the main villain here, right? Like, it's yeah, very interesting because they have a lot of these heroes, right? That come in and they're like yes. they're trying to stop Black Adam, but then like Black Adam is trying to stop this like militia, right? Like, I mean, I would say like that militia would be like, I think that force as a whole would be like the villain set. I mean. Yeah, but like, would you consider the militia like a government force, right? Or would you consider it like, I don't know, I guess a rogue force? I don't know. I, I didn't see them as like a strictly like governmental force. Like they were more like, uh, like an outside force. Yeah. And tr- truthfully, I mean, maybe that's part gonna kind of show in our rating of this situation, and we're not even sure. Yeah, we're not. We're not. Are. We're not hurt. We're not sure who to who to grade here. Yeah. Um. Dang, 
Like that's this is I, I didn't factor in Black Adam here when yeah. I was like I don't know who to grade. Uh, let's grade yeah. the militia. I guess we'll, yeah. get, we'll grade I, I the militia. I think the militia is like the only person you, you, the grouping as a whole yeah. that you can really rank in um, this situation. If I I mean if I have to give a ranking here, I mean I'm gonna give like a D minus. I'm not gonna give an F here. Yeah. Cause like it's not their fault that they are having to be a villain to a villain. Like yeah. it's not their fault, right? Yeah. Um it's just the quote unquote hero of the movie is happens to be a villain. That kind of thing. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna give D minus. Yeah. I think I knew we were just knew where this was going. I think we all kinda wanted the charisma of uh, the Rock to kind of carry this movie, and right. well, we kind of knew where it was going. Correct. Um, yeah, he needed gosh. some sort of conflict, and they <laughs> they did the best they could with what they had. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was kind of waffling between like a D minus and an F, so I guess I'll lean towards and I'll go with the D minus. Kind of okay. match up with you. Okay. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome to the club. Um. All right. Not a whole lot to say there. Uh, let's move on to Shazam Fury of the Gods. So I'm just going to go ahead and classify like Helen Mirren and the other, the other Lucy Liu and um, Rachel Ziegler as one villain. Okay. Right? I don't feel like we need to give each of them a grade. Yeah. Although I think there's, I will say there is a vast difference between the quality of their performances in this. <laughs> like legitimately, like I think you could, there's like a two, maybe three letter grade difference on so, in, in the range oh, of their abilities. Oh, yeah. L- Lucy Liu just phoned the sand, man. This yeah, was, she, this she's was, a she straight was, up F. Yeah. Oh, Lu- she's beyond an F. I don't know if there is a, yeah. anything behind, beyond an F, but she's there. Um, and Helen Mirren is in a different movie. Like she's in a yeah. completely different movie. But if you look at her role and then like, delete every role outside of that she does a great job she yeah. does a great job and even rachel ziegler's character does a good job in that movie she, yeah she does all right um she's not a, i mean she's not an f but she's yeah i don't know man it, it's it's interesting but let's grade him as a whole all right so okay. do, do the best put put your put your best thinking cap on and try to get a grade here but uh between helen mirren and lucy Liu, all the way down there right would you meet in the middle, or would you... I don't know. I don't think Helen Mirren's an A, that's for sure. No, I don't um, think she's an A. I think at best, Helen Mirren's probably like a C plus. Yeah, I but would... like, the, uh, F, the F of Lucy Liu is just so yeah. bad. Uh, I think I'm going to go with... Let's see. I'll do a flat D. Okay. Okay. Um, Because I do think Helen Mirren... Was relatively solid, and I think I do have a more. I think she was like a solid, like I'd put like Mirna like a B. I feel like she oh, did. Wow. A, I okay. did see. I think she did a solid, solid job there. Okay. I think she had essentially almost no help from anyone else. Oh so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So, and it just shows with just the quality of her, who she is as an yeah. actress. So. And I felt like Zegler was just kind of there. Yeah. Truthfully, in my mind, I think I'm higher on Mirren. And a little lower th- on Zegler than you are. You are. Yeah, you are. Um, I'm going to give this a D minus right. overall as a performance. Um, it was very forgettable. Yeah. Very forgettable. Um, honestly, I feel like the movie just mainly focused on like the hero and then the villain was really like them trying yeah. to be a team again. That kind yes. of thing, right? Um, it was really about, yeah, getting their family back together. Yeah. Oh, gosh. All right. Now onto this one. This is a hard one because the villain is so like obscure. Like okay. the Flash, 
So yeah, it's a very ambiguous time. Idea. I feel like time is the villain. Yes, time is the villain here. However, there is this being that we don't really have a name for because you would in the comic books you would call him Reverse Flash yeah. or you would call him Zoom or yeah. you would call him uh, Godspeed. Like you would call yeah. uh, any other iteration of this character in the comic books, right? But, but instead, he's not really any of them. He's not. Yeah, instead he's not really any of them at all. No. Instead, he's this, like, negative Flash. Yeah. Or I don't even know what the heck they classify him as. Um, but that's the villain. It's like, time. I, I don't yeah. know, do you want to grade time here? Or do you want to grade this entity that they made up? Like, I don't know. It's tough. Um, I think wherever you put it, it's not yeah. great. I think either way, I think they get the same grade. And it's a big, giant, fat F for me because, they, I don't know, they had the greatest source material in DC as their their script, right? Like, they uh, potential script. I, I say potential script because they did not follow the source material at all. I mean, legitimately... Flashpoint Paradox that, is one of the greatest storylines of all time. No, no, it's one of the greatest storylines of all time, and it is... Gosh, that the animated movie. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. So I good. I know. I know. All you gotta do is do half of what the movie did and you would get a yeah. A A rating. Like that's it. You do half yes. of that. And that's it. Yeah. Um Yeah. I'll, I'll go with you in the F. Like it was <laughs> like it was like I didn't even officially say my grade yet, but yes, it's an F. Yeah, You're right. Um, You're correct. <laughs> um I think it's just they're just it was a really, yeah. Uh, this they did the movie was decent, but you know when we're going by storyline wise, they did a relatively good job of on the hero's journey. But the villain was just it was not good and not there, and like you didn't get a whole lot of them. You didn't get any. I mean, I. Yeah, it was. They it didn't was, do a super great job of explaining what was actually happening in a lot of ways either. You brought Zod back. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, are we talking about Zod as a villain here? Yeah. I, I feel like he wasn't even, like, he was a, He was an event. He wasn't necessarily a driving villain in this movie. Yeah. Like, he was insignificant to Flash, but, like, not yeah. at the same time. I don't, it was so strange. It was so strange. He was the and only I, physical representation of a villain. But he wasn't really. If, if anything, it might bring his grade down from Man of Steel. Like it, he didn't even get his full time to shine like he did no. in that. Like you, he was just kind of a a caricature of himself. Yes, like it was. Strange. It was yes, you, 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 so strange. It was very. That's a good way to put it. Is it was like. It was like they were told who Zod was, but was not given <laughs> any of the motivations or anything like that. Or like, this is what he, 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 this is what he looks like, but they weren't given anything that actually made yeah. Zod Zod. Correct, correct. So we're in agreement here. This is a solid F. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Moving on. Blue Beetle. Yes. Blue Beetle. So we are going to grade. Uh, I feel like we need to combine Susan Sarandon's character and yes. uh, Omax character. Yes. As well. We can do that. Yeah. Um, Brandon. Brandon Braun. That's basically what this was. Um, yeah. The fact that Susan Sarandon was in this movie was absolutely crazy because yeah. I mean, she has a lot of acting chops and she has a rap sheet that is f phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I think 
I had a hard time buying into her character. Yeah. But for what she produced, yeah. she kind of allowed the main characters in Blue Beetle to shine because yeah. they got they got more play off of her than she had play off of them. Like yeah. she was just basically told, You're the You're Susan Sarandon. Yeah, well yeah, like, oh yeah, for sure. Is essentially, you know You're Susan Sarandon. Be a little bit more jaded and take control of things. Like that's well, like, basically what essentially like the idea was like your presence is enough. Is yeah. kind of like the the idea that yeah. I see there. Like you, you're not actually like really acting. You're just on screen yeah. as a presence. And then Omac, which is I think, um, what is the name? Raul, I think his name is in the movie. Uh, oh no, no, Ignacio. That's right, mm. Ignacio. Yes. Um, he just he's a man of few words. Like he doesn't say yeah. a whole lot. And then like the brief moment of backstory you get of him. And I mean, you're kind of like, I kind of feel sorry for the guy. Right. Yeah. Like it's not even like full villain, but yeah, it, he puts on a suit and he fights. Right. It, it, it almost, but the only problem is it feels almost too, too late. Correct. Too late. To actually like, yeah, it'd be more interesting to see them like build, yeah, slowly, like oh, like he's close, but no cigar kind of thing, yeah. right? Like yeah, like it, it, or, or like it'd been interesting, like if you got in a flash, like yeah. early, and like you're seeing like he's building the pieces together, yes, to where yeah. it's like then he turns instead of it being seen yeah. like very jarring at the end. Yeah. Um, now, don't get me wrong. I'm a huge fan of the Blue Beetle movie. I love the Blue Beetle movie. Yeah. It's, I think it's fantastic. I, I think they did a good job. Yes. Yeah. Overall, like characters were great. Um, and so great that James Gunn's considering Blue Beetle as one of the first DCU characters yeah. um, introduced into the universe. So um, we're combining the grade, and I'm going to go grade C. That's what I'm yep. giving it. I'm giving it a C. Yep. I'm going to go with a C minus. Okay. All right. Um, but yeah, I, I think it was it was all right. Yeah. Um, villain definitely could have been better, but I think for what they had to work with uh they they did a yep. great job they, they did a great job as far as overall movie yeah uh villains they're just kind of there yeah kind of there that's how i describe it Alrighty, final and last movie to grade here i know well we've, we've gone on way too long yeah but here we are uh, aquaman 2 yes. lost kingdom yes um villain uh, forgettable. Yes. Very, very, very forgettable. Even though he is Black Manta. Yeah, considering the fact that he was also a villain in the original Aquaman, and we did not mention him. Correct. And uh, I think the reason we didn't mention him is because we knew he was going to be the big bad. Yes. One, correct. Yes. And I think that's I I unintentionally did that, but <laughs> it makes I think sense. It's telling. It's it is you telling. Know? It is telling because I mean I guess that was kind of his origin, right? Yes. Because like, he was. He was kind of like a, a kid who was like grumpy in the first yeah. movie, and now he's like full fledged angry, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, so he's just trying to get revenge for the death of his dad in this yeah. movie, and he does that by gaining the uh, like ability of a dark trident, yes. right? Yes. Um, it is the the most recent DCEU movie that has come out, so we are like months removed from yes. this movie. Um. Honestly, like I, I, this actor is fantastic. I, I, I fully enjoy Black Manda, yeah. the actor as as a whole, and uh, 
his performance was actually not bad um, in this movie. Um, but it wasn't great either. No. So I don't know, man. This is this is. I feel like this is gonna end up for me like a C. Yeah. Um, maybe a C. Actually, a C minus. It's gonna be a C minus. Yeah. Um, it just wasn't enough for me. It was just no. kind of there. Yeah. So what are you feeling here? I was thinking a D plus. Okay. Like, All right. I I I respect that actually. I do. I respect that. Um, was the like being possessed by the trident a little too much for you? I mean, yeah, and it was just like, I don't know, I just, n- there wasn't a whole lot of, like, lasting effect of him to me, you know? Yeah, like, <coughs> the stakes were, they made the stakes in the movie feel like they were, like, world-ending, yeah. but when you actually look at it, there weren't really any stakes there. Like, I feel like the, st- yeah. the stakes weren't really that massive. Like, yeah, cool, you're you're mining this this element yeah. that could destroy the entire world, right? But we didn't get any... I mean, we got f- 10 minutes or less of the outside world, the surface world, yeah. being affected by whatever the heck he's doing, right? Yeah. So theoretically, all of this is taking place underwater, right? Yeah. Well, I think uh, the main thing is like, yeah, oh, yeah, it's, it's supposed to be world-ending, but and this will be maybe the biggest legacy of the entire DCU. EDCU is... The possibility of being world ending, but do you care about that world? Yeah, oh, like, yeah, yeah. You know like, what? You know what? That's that's very telling. That is very yeah. very telling. And you know what? This is the movie that actually sparked this whole villain conversation that we're having today because yeah. we brought this up on like, are, were we spoiled by the great villains that we had in yeah. the like pre DCEU slash like. So we wanted to kind of get a grade on villains in general because this villain was so weak that it didn't really live up to the hero aspect of what yeah. was going on here. And, I mean, the hero's performance was mm, meh. Yeah. So, yeah, very forgettable. Very forgettable. I don't see uh, – I mean, I personally – I watched the movie once in theaters. I honestly don't see myself watching this movie ever again. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's tough. I think the only reason I would watch it again is if, like – I was forcing somebody through a watch of the DCEU, Oof. which you know you, seems you, like torture. You would go to jail yeah. if you tried to do that, dude. Yes, I, I would. I would call the cops on you. Yeah. Now <laughs> I, w- I will say, like you know, the DCEU had a great opportunity to do something so out of this, you know, world and so mind melding in this movie, and. They knew where the finish line was. They should have just let the world end and just like, ooh, like actually, like that might have been interesting to see. Like actually, end it all. Yes, just and end then, it. Boom, restart. Yes, they knew they were restarting. <laughs> yeah, like they knew where they were at. They had plenty of time where they could Very have done something with Shimano. it. Just like end it. And I don't. I mean, why are we not putting you in charge of DCU? Yeah, like this is insane. Yeah, great job, man. It Once again, be. our our uh, our writer, our local writer here, saves the day. Yep. Fantastic idea. I yep. would give I would give that villain an A plus. Yep. And the world, fantastic. Because like just th- just think about that moment. Like the whole time you're watching this, and you know Aquaman's gonna win. Right. You know this is the last movie. Yeah. You know it's gonna end with a happy <laughs> ending, and then literally it's just the world just Ends. falls to pieces. Jeez, dude. 
Yeah, that would be fantastic. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, that would be fantastic. I mean, they honestly they should have did it with the Flash. That's what they should have done. Yeah, that was their that was their moment. Yep. Then they didn't even need to do that. With they didn't even do the Aquaman movie. Period. Yeah. So. All right. So you said you ended on a D minus or D plus. D plus. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You said D plus. Yes, D plus. Okay. All right. So with all of that being said, that is our DCEU wrap up of yep, yep. villain grades. So um, I've been keeping track of the grades throughout the the time we were going through oh, this. Yeah. Uh, that was you probably were looking over here like, why is he on his phone so much? Yep. Like, no, no, I'm keeping track. There's grades there. Yes. Um. So we will average these out. And then we're going to do the MCU version because yeah. th- th- this was fun. This is fun. Just reliving the moments. We kind of went heavy in the, in the, be- in the earlier movies and kind of flew through the later half. Yes. But it was, I think it was worth it. I think yes. it was, I think the earlier, earlier aspects of the movie kind of set the tone for yes. what we ended up with. So, so yeah, it was, it was fun to dive in there. Any, any closing yep. thoughts, Shimano? Um, just, you know, this is going to be one of those things where the DCEU, who, will it even be remembered 20 years from now? Like, it is going to be <laughs> one of those things where, That's a great question, like, it's going to be like one of those things where people forget the fact that there was even a third and fourth Superman movie. Ooh, I actually, like, hold on a second. Speaking of forgetting, Snyder Cut. We didn't yeah, even talk about we Snyder We did cut. forget the Snyder Cut. What would you... <laughs> What would you grade? I mean, Steppenwolf, I think, gets the same exact grade, but they kind of add a little extra light to Darkseid. Yes. And he does kind of get a little bit more of that Thanos role yes. as far as uh, overarching overarching uh, yeah. villain, right? But it's kind of like incomplete again. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's better, but it's not better at the same time. Yeah. I mean, if I have to grade Darkseid and, and Zack Snyder's... I was going to be like a C. I, I'm dead on with you, man. I'm thinking the exact same thing. Um, yeah, it was... You you had you had something. Yeah. You had something. It was interesting the way they did this whole Snyder Cut thing, which I feel like they're doing... They're, Zack Snyder is going to be known for this for the rest of his yeah. life, is going back and making his movies, quote, slightly better. Not completely better. Yeah. Slightly better. Because apparently, like... Um, once Rebel Moon Part Two comes out, there is a director's cut that it supposedly is like phenomenal. Uh, do, do, <laughs> Zach Steiner needs to, get, needs to get better editors. Then, like, oh, there's yeah, I know. something I like, know. or like if there's supposedly the if you have to supposedly add an hour and a half onto whatever you're doing, then you don't have a good editor, dude. You need to get yourself a better editor. Gosh, dude, it's it's wild. That's what you're pointing at because yeah. like it's not. Doesn't make any sense. So yeah. yeah, that was the last final note. Was adding another grade. Yes. But, uh Sorry, I interrupted you. But uh, yeah, will we remember this in twenty years? Probably not. To be honest with you, I feel like James Gunn's going to come out blazing, and I feel like I hope so. I, I trust me. I hope so too, man. I I love the DC and the characters in this. And oh yeah, I mean the foundation that I have built in me with the comic books and then the animated series, like it is. Man, it's next level. It really is. Yeah. And these characters, like a, a large portion of like my personality and my thoughts are are come from the foundation that was built yeah. with the DC comics and their creations. Um, I don't know, man. I think there is a brighter future on the horizon. 
I hope so, yes. Yeah, and uh, I'm very, very interested to see where they go. Yeah, I mean, there is... I think it's as long as they give James Gunn the space that he needs Correct. to create it. Correct, which he's in charge, so technically I yeah. think he should have the space. Yeah, as long as he isn't getting pushed by Warner Brothers around and stuff like that. Right. I think he ha- if he has the space and he has the time to be able to do it, and he was given the slate to make the choices that he wanted to. Yep. I think uh, the biggest issue, I think, was that step between the greediness between Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman. It just, like, created this, like, snowball effect to where, like, they just could never get themselves back on track because they had driven so far off the main road. Yeah. I agree, man. I agree. Hopefully you can just stay true to what yeah. the, the, the plan is. And whatever the plan is, is should be his plan, right? Yep. All right. Long-winded, long podcast. This is what happens when T-Roll's gone. Yep. And uh, if you enjoyed this, go ahead and give us a like, man. Give us a, a shout-out, a, a five-star review. If you didn't like it, blame it T-Roll. That's yep. it. Blame T-Roll. Um, so, yeah. Anyway. That was our DC uh, EU ranking uh, or yep. grading of villains. So, for Shimato and myself, Sandy, we really appreciate you guys so much. Thank you so much. And we will see you next time, you peasants. Peasants.